Welcome to the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Blonde, and this is Season 2, Episode 18, the over-undies and the proper prop props version of the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. Welcome back for those who are, like, what do you call it, uh, really loyal listeners, and I appreciate you all. I thank you very much for tuning in each episode, showing the support for our little business here, and we hope to make this grow as, just like you, I'm a sports better. I'm not in Vegas. I'm not situated somewhere, you know, where uh, I got a 24-7 job of doing betting and, you know, looking at lines and et cetera. So I praise the ones that do. Good for you. And uh, I definitely watch and look out for information that can help me win on a Sunday. But uh, this is for you, the average better out there looking to improve, looking to get some tips, looking to get good conversation about what each other is taking and what I'd like to do is hear from you on social media, especially on Twitter, aka X. Uh, if overrated EXPER2, that's for the overrated experience, of course. Overrated EXPER2. Also in the link within this episode from your podcast provider. And uh, we also talk sports in general. Uh, we also talk outside of football, but not now because it's NFL season. So be in, uh, you know, be ready for anything. I could throw anything at you as far as what kind of podcast we're uh, going to put out there. If you look back at the history, we cover a lot of things and we have guests on it periodically. Right now, today, I'm running solo. So we're going to kick it off. Like I said, this is the episode 18 and it focuses on week nine picks in the NFL related to over-unders. We call them undies if you pick the undies. And then also props. Uh, player props, team props, whatever it is. We usually make a few picks. So as we get into that, I first want to say congratulations to the Texas Rangers, the World Series champions. Didn't lose a game on the road in the playoffs, which is outstanding. And I will give credit to Asta from Ajax. He literally reached out. Uh, he went out of his way to tell me that he believed that the uh, Rangers were a Super Bowl. Or sorry, Super Bowl. Well, that'd be that'd be an amazing prediction. They're a World Series contender. They were going to win. He thought this this team's going to win it. This team's going to win it. All right. And I kind of brushed him off and said, "Look, I think the Rangers are an up and coming team. I think they got a lot of a few little holes in the pitching staff. Regardless, when they signed Degrom, maybe this was kind of their year to make a run in the playoffs, but fall short. I was wrong." You were right. I will continue to think I'm right on the Sam Howell. Won't stick around in Washington too long to look for another starting quarterback. And Russell Wilson is pitiful, and I hate when people compare stats. Russell Wilson versus uh, Patrick Mahomes. The eye test tells you that Russell Wilson is on the back nine of his career, and he's probably you know in the in the rough on you know hole 16. That's that's near the end of his career. He is. So congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Kudos to you, Austin from Ajax. Good prediction. But I digress. We move on. And we move on to the NFL. That's why we're here. That's why you're here. And that's why we're all here. And that's what makes the fall, especially these cold weather countries like mine, Canada, bearable for a few months. Uh, sports, uh, you know, gets you, keeps you warm when the outside doesn't. So last week for over-unders, we took five. We were four and one. We were four and one. What a great, uh, what a great week. We're... Our percentage is up to 59%, so 40 games looked at, 23 games won, 16 games lost, one game push. Now keep in mind, to be full, truly trans, transparent here, as I make my picks on 
the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast each episode. But I also, you know, add more bets in, which is the stupidest thing I could possibly do. That's That tells you I'm not a professional because of the patience. I don't have patience. I do like the action. So I do add on more as we approach Sunday. So I would like to be more successful. I'd love to have a 59% winning record if I just stuck to what I provided here on the podcast, but I don't do that. And I bet you, you don't do that either. And that's why we listen to it. That's why we, you listen to this podcast because I am just like you. So 59% for the over under, uh, 54.1% now over for the year for the props. And we were five and two last week. Some great, great movement there. Good insight. I felt we like it felt to read the board, right? Felt, I felt good, felt good. And if you want to look back at the Picks against the spread. Look back at episode 17 of season two, and you can see that we went nine and six and one uh, out of the 16 games. So we had a solid week, and I hope you did too. And we're going to go into over unders this week, and I'm going to give you some plays that I think are no brainers and of value. And we're going to kick it off in Germany, and that is the Miami Dolphins, Kansas City. 9.30 a.m. for you those in the Eastern uh, Standard Time Zone. Over under 50 and a half, minus 115. What do we got here? You know, what do we got here? We got Tyreek Hill facing his old team. We have a Miami team that is coming off a big win over New England. They got back to their high-octane offense. And the Miami Dolphins are buck wild. They, they don't slow down. You know, Mike McDaniels' offense, Tua, Hill, Waddle, both over 100 yards receiving last week against New England. They did turn the ball over a couple times, did force that game over, gave New England opportunities, and they did capitalize in certain for field goals and points. But uh, what are we going to get in this game? Kansas City coming off a horrible game against Denver, didn't do too much. Patrick Mahomes had a quote-unquote flu or cold, whatever it was. So what are we going to get here? It's overseas. i got to believe this guy, it's going to be a high-scoring game. And here's why. I don't believe that Miami does anything but score points or keep getting the ball into their top players' hands, and that includes, obviously, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. That does not change, and that doesn't change for anybody. They do not negotiate based on the team they're playing. They are who they are, and that is the Miami Dolphins that throw the ball down, field timing plays. Each, uh, each play is absolutely a timing play, and everybody's on the same page for the most part. And what do you got for Kansas City? Kansas City has struggled to really be that run-and-gun team we're used to. A lot of weapons have been taken away. They've been more uh, more cerebral, I would say, you know, as far as uh, more cerebral when it comes to how they score their points. Obviously, Travis Kelsey has been their main weapon. But uh, what I would say to this is that I think this is going to force Kansas City to put the ball in the air work faster, put points on the board. I think Mahomes is going to be up for the challenge. 50.5, I think, is way too low for these two teams. Mahomes is going to go on Sunday. He's going to go in Germany. He's going to light it up. He's going to find new weapons. He's going to make, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, look good like uh, they both do with each, like each other on the field. So I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to break out. They're going to explode in Germany. I don't know who wins this game. I did take the Dolphins uh, in the earlier show. but So that tells you I do know who wins that game. So tune in. It shouldn't have been a spoiler there. Uh, but I, I think this is going to be an explosive game. There's going to be a show in Frankfurt. Oktoberfest is over. Here we go. 
That's 9.30, love it. Don't you love, I would love to hear your thoughts on a 9.30 game. Who doesn't want to wake up, grab a coffee, just look at the Lions, have that 9.30 game going. This is a big live in game bet as well. This, there's going to be a lot going on in this game. Love it. All right. So next game, which is kind of maybe a snooze fest at 1 o'clock, the LA Rams head into Green Bay to take on the Cheeseheads. That is the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love has been struggling, struggling to put points on the board. This whole team struggles to put points, especially in the first half. I was going to come to the table with a bet, again, like I did last week for an under in the first half. I looked at it, 19 and a half. I just couldn't do it. Just could not do it because I would get screwed. This would be, uh, but, it, but a 38 and a half for the entire game. I do not like the many points in this game. And I just don't see Green Bay exploding. And we don't know what the health is of Sam, uh, Sam, uh, Matthew Stafford. Bra uh, Stafford has uh, a bum thumb. And uh, even if he plays, how healthy is he going to be? And how much is he going to be slinging the ball? So 38 and a half with the way Green Bay's playing. And with the lack of a quarterback, uh, Rippon is the backup he might play. I just don't see how there's going to be a lot of points on the board and long, boring drives. I don't even have to be many highlights on red zone. Uh, if it was, if red zone was punting, this would be all over that, uh, all over for three hours. That's what's going to happen. So under 38 and a half. Washington Commanders, New England Patriots. I mean, it looks like New uh, Washington's given up. They obviously traded uh, uh, Young and uh, Chase Young and uh, Montez Sweat. Two defensive stars away, uh, and you got to believe that Ron Rivera is toast. And I think the Commanders are going to go a different direction. I'm sorry, Austin Ajax, but Sam Howell is not going to be the guy. The only thing that's going to save Sam Howell is if, when all said and done, is that their draft position is not in a good spot to guarantee or put them in a high percentage to pick up one of the top collegiate quarterbacks that are in a deep, deep. NFL draft this uh, this upcoming draft. So uh, Sam Howell will run around like he always does. He'll get sacked five times. He may jack up 300 yards. Like he, he almost had 400 yards against the Eagles in a losing scenario. So they may win or lose, but the Patriots suck too. But they've been putting up points. So I think 40 and a half is based on the reputation of the Patriots, reputation of the Commanders. But when you put these two poor teams together i do see some magic when it comes to points so let's see what we get out of these two teams but i'm going to think it's going over 40 and a half now moving on to another snooze fest daniel jones returns for the new york giants and they take on the las vegas raiders the las vegas raiders after i'd finished the podcast woke up on wednesday morning turfed josh mcdaniels uh and uh, he's done in, in Las Vegas. So, not shockingly, Josh McDaniels may be a... There's some, did you know there's a rumor that Josh McDaniels may come back to the Patriots as a defensive coordinator? First of all, he leaves the Patriots as an offensive coordinator, head coach for the, uh, for the uh, Raiders, and comes back potentially as a defensive coordinator. That tells you how messed up and out of date Bill Belichick is now in New England. Absolutely terrible idea. Dumbest idea if he actually do, does it. Uh, but I digress. I move back. You got Aiden O'Donnell for the Raiders. Going to be starting. Garoppolo has been benched. Do you really see points? I mean, Daniel Jones, before he left, couldn't throw the ball straight down the field. It was always left, right, right, left, right, left. So why is it going to change here? Nate O'Connell, who knows what you got there? 
So 40 and a half, way too high. We're go sorry, 37 and a half, way too high. We're going undies. We're going tidy whities on this one, way under. LA Chargers, New York Jets. What it's an this is an interesting matchup. Chargers coming off big win on Sunday night against the Bears, which we we could all guarantee that was going to happen. But also, you have the Jets who had a big win against the Giants. They scraped out a win, but it was a big win. Don't get me wrong. And what the Giants are, I'm sorry, the Jets are, is they are a defensive powerhouse. And you got the Chargers that are an inconsistent offense. They're not playing the Bears this week. They're playing the goddamn New York Giants. Jay, holy crap, man. It's late, too late. The Jets, they're playing the Jets. J-E-T-S. I almost spelled out Giants. That tells you how late and tired I am. So the Jets, Chargers, 40 and a half. Do you go over or do you go under? And I get flashbacks of Wilson for the Jets quarterback on third downs against the Giants and I can't you know forget what I've seen for the majority of that game and can't just look at the end where he came up with some clutch throws this is going to be a grind out type of game the Chargers are not going to move the ball like they did against the Bears against this Jets defense and the as long as the Jets stay in this game they're not going to make Zach Wilson the prime focal of this offense it's going to be Brees Hall and limited short passes with the opportunity maybe in the fourth quarter behind to maybe unload. So I'm going to say this game is also going under 40 and a half. So a recap, which is embarrassing because the majority of these are unders. And I'm sorry because it's called the overrated experience with the emphasis on over. But I'm not going that way here. So the Sunday morning game, I am 50 and a half over Miami KC. But I start with the unders in the Los Angeles Rams taking on Green Bay in Green Bay under 38.5. Washington, New England over 40.5, so I'm back on track there. But unders in the Giants-Vegas game under 37.5. And, and under in the Charger-Jet game on Monday night, 40.5 minus, one, minus 115. I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed, but that's the reality. i got to try to pick winners here. All right, so we move on to the prop side but just before we kick off the props, I do want to talk about the Thursday nighter. And uh, on Tuesday, I gave a pick in this game. I had said the Steelers by two and a half. Now, I, like a dummy, I waited to actually take the number. So I actually took the Steelers at three points. And that's the key here, guys. And I got to follow my own advice. You got to find line value. If you see something on Tuesday or Monday or or Wednesday, and you that's the reason why that line stands out to you as a value line. You don't know what's going to happen if you wait. Now, again, it could fall in your favor. Maybe that line could have went the other way. Maybe uh, uh, Kenny Pickett is ruled out and Trubisky starting, and maybe it's one and a half, and bam, I get the value there. However, however, when I looked at that two and a half, I saw value, and I waited too long. I got it at three. This game ended with the Steelers winning 20-16. to 16. Don't get me wrong. I'll take the money. I'll take the win. But I almost made a big mistake. This game was tight. The way I read this going into the game would be that the Steelers would win this game. The Steelers would cover the two and a half. And I thought that the idea of Will Levis would be the fact that, you know, he put himself in a game last week where 
He had four touchdown passes. However, he now put you know film on himself, and the Steelers, at least in a short time period, could you know drop a game plan to slow him down and make him look like a rookie. I'll tell you who looked like a rookie. Kenny Pickett looked like a goddamn rookie tonight, right? Despite the win, I was impressed with Will Levis today, and there, you know what he what he showed me, and the way the Titans uh, played. Is if this is the real Will Levis, that they got a quarterback here, man. They got a, they got a goddamn quarterback. He was twenty. He was uh, twenty-two for thirty-nine, two sixty-two as far as passing yards. The only pick he threw was right at the end where they had to put the ball in the end zone. So I can't, I'm not gonna throw that on him. He got sacked four times, but I mean, I had to look at this. I watched this entire game. I'm seeing four sacks. I can't. It doesn't even seem like there was four sacks. And the way he played, he stood in the pocket. And quarterbacks, when they're on, they just know how long to wait in the pocket. They, they The pressure is on. And they wait to either find that open receiver for big yardages like he did many times in this game in key plays. And you're wondering, how the hell did Pittsburgh secondary leave this guy, this guy, this guy open for key first downs? You know, all over the game. Like, this happened all throughout the game. He had one screen pass to Derrick Henry where he turns around to turn that screen pass. Somebody's in his face. He lets it go right to Derrick Henry for a big... It was great. Like, he looked great out there. Um, he, he's got a bullet of an arm. He's got a short release, so it's not, it doesn't take long, a long wind-up. He's got a lot going on for him. He has a lot going on for him. And, uh, and then as the game went on, Derrick Henry started to become more of a factor. And then because uh, Will Le- uh, Levi is, uh, is on, his, on his game and he's hanging in the pocket, flag, 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 holding, holding. Like, you know, it, the receivers, have, the defenders start holding the receivers. So you have the, the quarterback play, big throws, Derrick Henry, and then you have flags that are a formula for success for an offense. Now it happened, the Pittsburgh stepped up, Running game, some big catches. Hey, you know what? Kenny Pickett later in the game had a couple big throws. Big throw on third down uh, late in the game there. And uh, just just stuck, you know, the Titans at the end there with no t- like very little time. Come up with a couple big plays, you know, in the last, uh, last hurrah for the Titans. But just uh, impressed. I'm curious to see where this goes. And they may have a quarterback. They can't go with Ryan Tannenhill. Like Tannenhill is nothing. Garbage. You got to run it. With Will Levis, and maybe he's the guy, maybe he's not. But you got to read it for the rest of the season. You may have something here. Impressed. I think I'm saying Levis, but I mean Levi. Like Will, like Will Levi. So, impressive showing on Thursday Night Football. Interesting. Will Levi. Yeah, Will Levi. Le- I don't know why I'm messing up jeans. He's got good jeans, I guess. But uh, moving on to props. Again, we had a good week last week. We're hoping to keep it running here. I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna keep it uh, keep it going. So I'm gonna kick it off. Normally, when you hear Miami, I'm taking Tyreek Hill over receiving yards, and I do like him in this game to have a lot of receiving yards. But I've looked at Jalen Waddles, 67 and a half receiving yards, and looked at his explosive 100, whatever it was, 30, 40 yards, 140 yards last week. And you got to believe there's gonna be a string of games or two. Is finding Waddle to keep him interested as well. So 67.5 I think is way too low, and i like that to go over. Derek Carr, 
I've been bashing Derek Carr. I've been looking at Derek Carr as a good signing for New Orleans. First half of the season, or first half of the whatever the season is so far, he's been horrible. But the last three games, he's been plus 300. You know, three games in a row, uh, passing yards. He's starting to use his weapons. And they got an embarrassment of riches on the on the side, you know, with Kamara, Thomas, and uh, Alave, and a lot of other weapons here. And they're starting to throw the goddamn ball, and that's what they need to do. Keep it simple. Put it in your players' hands. Let them do their damage. And that's what Derek Carr's been doing. They're they're going run and gun. They'll bring in Taysom Hill when you know the opportunity arises. But two forty five and a half for Derek Carr, who's thrown over three hundred yards the last three games. That's insulting. Let's take it. And there, you know what? That's going way over. So Derek Carr is your boy. All right. So we have Atlanta has made a quarterback change. Desmond Ritter is out, or at least on the bench. He's not out. He's going to be, you know, he's on the sidelines. And Tyler Heineke is in. Tyler Heineke is a veteran quarterback. He's not their answer, but he's going to be their answer this week. And he's going to be in. And I like the fact that uh, he's uh, he's going against Minnesota. I don't know what Minnesota is going to be. Uh, their defense has been Actually, very good the last few weeks, but their offense is taking a hit with no Kirk Cousins. Tyler Heineke came in and relieved their Desmond Ritter. Still threw 170, 75 yards against the Tennessee Titans in a losing cause. But you tell me his over-under is 214 and a half that they're not going to throw the ball. I don't know. Arthur Smith, coach of the uh, Falcons, has not maximized his running game with B. John Robinson, etc. So I don't think it starts now. I think he uses Tyler Heineke to light up the opposition. So 214.5, you take the over. Now going on to a game where I'm looking at Indianapolis and Carolina. And I'm wondering what are we going to get here? We're going to get a lot of running. That's what I think. I think the Colts are sick of turning the ball over. Gardner Minshew has turned the ball over a lot. And guess what? The Jonathan Taylor train is starting to rev up. And I looked at his over-under for... uh, Rushing yards, and they got 63 and a half. He just ran for uh, 95 yards and 12 carries. And, and the game before that, he had 75 yards with 18 carries. They're going to start feeding him the rock. He is going to be the guy that didn't pay him that uh, to, to sit on the sidelines. And against Carolina, here we go, baby. So 63 and a half. Take the over, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Heading into Philadelphia, Dallas. That's the big game at 4 o'clock. How can you not take a prop with A.J. Brown and the Eagles. A.J. Brown has been the guy. He demands the ball, whether the Eagles are winning or losing. He wants the rock. And for the last few weeks, the Eagles have been feeding this guy, feeding the rock. So I look at any time touchdown, plus 110, I love it. I'm taking it. You have uh, He scored three touchdowns in the last two games. He's going to be a focal point. They are. There's times in the year where you have Different guys, you know they're going to be targeting. It's A.J. Brown's going to be targeted all the time, but especially now. They're just going to throw it up. Jalen Hurts, he's going to come down with it, like he did with that one-handed touchdown last week in Washington. A.J. Brown. We move on. Aiden O'Connell, quarterback, Las Vegas Raiders. Ugh. You know what I like here is I like an interception because you know the marching orders, marching orders by new coach Pierce is to throw the ball down the field to Devontae Adams. They're going to try to force feed Devontae Adams and make him happy. They should have been making him happy. They should have been targeting him. But they're going to force feed it. And Aiden O'Connell, a rookie, 
is going to get picked at least once in this game. And his uh, over interceptions over 0.5 is minus 120, which is great value. Last but not least, we have the Buffalo-Cincinnati Sunday nighter. Awesome matchup. And I'm going to take a chance that this game is going to be a lights-out scoring fest and that both quarterbacks are going to want to impress. Joey Burrow has been putting the ball in the air to his weapons. I see a 300-plus game here. Josh Allen, offense has been struggling of late, but I see him up for the challenge. 547.5, nothing. That's going over in passing yards, minus 150. All right. And uh, I'm going to recap the props here. So Miami, Kansas City got Jalen Waddle over receiving yards, 67.5. Derek Carr over 245.5 passing yards for the Saints. Also quarterback play passing yards over 214.5 is Tyler Heineke, new starting quarterback for the Falcons. Over is rushing yards for Jonathan Taylor and the Colts, and that is 63.5 yards. Philadelphia wide receiver A.J. Brown, anytime touchdown, plus 110. Las Vegas quarterback Aiden O'Connell, interception over 0.5, minus 120. Buffalo Cincinnati over 547.5 passing yards at minus 115. So there you have it. I'm going to say the pleasure is all yours. But I'm also going to throw what I've noticed. And maybe it's for you young people out here. You can tell us old guys. Is that traditionally, if you say thank you to somebody, I thank you, I appreciate you. Thank you, appreciate you opening that door. Thank you for that coffee you just made me. Thank you for, you know, the service you provided me. Are we hearing, what's the what's the uh, spread on the number of times you hear you're welcome versus no worries? No worries is starting to creep up. I don't whatever it's whatever it's just still a recognition of your thank you but I'm just curious what everybody else thinks I hear that heard that today and like clicked in man I'm hearing that a lot you know hey thanks for that coffee no worries is that the new thank you ponder that for a bit all right so the overrated experience again is on the Twitter at overrated exper2 and also Instagram Facebook please join us the links are within the podcast information so that's it I wish you the best of luck Pass on the word. Get this podcast out there. It's for us, all of us. And I hope your weekend is a successful one. And I'm hoping you're cashing out by Monday. That's it. We're over and we're out.